It's man like Dan. Come on! Welcome to Me and Proud. Today we've got a special, special guest. Wait, well, okay, it's still on you. Yeah. I thought you took off your sunglasses. No, no, keep no, on, no, no, on, no, 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 and yeah, we're going to get straight into this, yeah? So, beside me, you've got the lovely Rikia. So, everybody's Hi. round of applause. Come on, come on. All right, let's get into it. So, today we're going to speak about the, the real truth about um, being a young um, single parent. So, um, the first thing I want to ask you is like, how old was you when you had your when first I had child? my son. Yeah. I was seventeen, going on eighteen. Yeah. Yeah. He's born September, and then October I turned eighteen. Mm, okay. Cool. Um, so talk talk me through that because it's quite young. Um, it is young. Yeah. I mean, the nuts and the bolts of it was I was pretty decent at school. Yeah. Like I'm really a tomboy mm. so boys weren't really my focus yeah i had some boyfriends but nothing yeah nothing serious and then i decided with all my mates i wanted to go college mm. that was the beginning of the end mm. because then it's like there was just like man a plenty and it wasn't something that i was really interested in before but then obviously that kind of age and just seeing loads of different guys, different girls, it was really um, eye-opening. Yeah. And I, that's where I met my son's dad. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it, obviously um, my boy wasn't planned, mm. um, but I, yeah, I became pregnant. Um, I was really, I really, really was scared to tell my parents because no one wants to say that to their parent mm. and at the time i lived with my dad um bit of backstory my mom and dad broke up when i was about nine or ten and then i went with my dad and my brother stayed with my mum because i didn't want my dad to be to be alone yeah. um, even though they lived five minutes from each other um so i was still able to access whatever house when i wanted to so obviously a teenage girl having to come home and say to their dad they're pregnant it's not ideal mm. um so i was a chicken i wrote my dad a letter bought his bottle of dragon stout and some cashews <laughs> <laughs> left it there <laughs> called him i said oh yeah when you get home read the letter um <laughs> but um he took it really well mm. he really really did he took it super well he called me he was like whatever you want to do i'll support you in a nutshell if you want to keep the baby we'll keep the baby and if you don't i'll support you either way um obviously my son was born so i ended up keeping the baby yeah that's strong like your dad gave you support from the get-go from the um, get-go and my mum did obviously i'm not gonna lie they, they were disappointed it wasn't yeah. like oh she's pregnant she's, happy days but the reality is i'm pregnant so they had to step up and yeah. help because i was a child yeah. having a child and my mom was really upset more than my dad because of the hardships that she went through 
multiple jobs while she's trying to get her her degree or diploma back then for for nursing she mm. was doing housekeeping and cleaning while then going to night college so she didn't want the same for any of her yeah. children so for me to turn around and said say i'm having a baby was really it was really hard for her to to um come to terms with yeah. really really hard for her to come to terms with um she wants she wants better yeah she wants better but um yeah she doesn't want you to struggle as well it? so no one wants their kids to yeah. struggle not when you're still going through a struggle yeah, yeah, yeah. do you see what i'm saying because you just make the struggle more prolonged mm -hmm. because then they need to support you rather than um concentrating on their self and bettering their self for you they now have to concentrate with on the next generation that your children are having yeah, when yeah, they're yeah. not even where they need to be yet yeah so um wow it was it was difficult it yeah. was difficult but not not impossible and i have to rate my parents 110 mm. percent because my mum went down to part-time yeah so i could still have a life yeah i could still go on girls holidays I could go back to school because that was one of the conditions is if you're going to have the baby you need to educate yourself you need to get a job and you need to help contribute it mm. wasn't up for debate yeah um so with that being said my mum went down to part-time to help out yeah um my wonderful dad redecorated and all the rest of it because he's like a proper traditional raster man yeah. like really traditional does um so he didn't believe in like technologies and stuff like that the radiation yeah. and microwave and everything was freshly cooked <laughs> but he knew having a baby he needed to become more modern yeah. well me having a baby so um dragged my dad into the 21st century which was yeah. awesome um well, yeah no cool we'll get into other stuff after but um mm -hmm. was you literally going to be a single parent from the get-go was it one of those or that's going into it. But. No, 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 <laughs> yeah. no. I'm trying to think. I want I'm to answer to it. Picture the, the yeah, situation. I'm trying to answer it honestly. Um, me and my son's dad, it wasn't. It wasn't meant to be. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. It was two people who had an accident who's now trying to play adult. Yeah, yeah. Trying to make it work, but in reality, I knew, I knew that he weren't the one and I didn't yeah, want yeah. him long term. And I think he felt the same, but now we're having a baby together. It kind of forced us to be in a relationship that in hindsight, I know both of us didn't want. Yeah. So um, I think it was always predetermined I was going to end up being a single mum, but for the first year, he was, he was around. Mm. I can't fault him. He was yeah. around. Um, he done what he had to do. He stepped up to the plate. Um, his mum, not so much, but mm. um, that's her. That's her lookout. But he stepped up to the plate and then things just went left and fizzled yeah. out and yeah. Uh, cool, no worries. But yeah, so with this sort of like topic, like it's quite common. However, 
I don't feel like people are aware of like the the real challenges that people go through as well. So yeah, would you the, like to share some of yours? Yeah, I mean, yeah, we all know people or a person who's had a baby early, and some of the stories are sad and some are yeah. successful. Um, but as you said, everyone always talks about it in glossy terms. Do you know mm. what I mean? It it was difficult. Yeah. Money-wise, space-wise, trying to still be a child. You're still, I'm still trying to be a child and live my life, but you have to now look out for somebody else. Mm. That, I mean, I love my son more to the like more than words. But when you're that age, sometimes you don't want to be a parent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you don't want to look out for somebody else. You're having fun with your friends, but you don't want to go home because you told your parents you're going to be back at 5pm so then they can get to sleep because they got work tomorrow. So, mm. yeah, there was times where I didn't come back when I was meant to come yeah. back. And I'm walking through the house at 2 o'clock in the morning, knowing full well, deep down in my gut, it's a piss take because they've got to be up for work in a minute. Yeah. Um, but that's the perils and the pitfalls of having a baby early. You're not mentally ready. Really, yeah. You're you're not grown like you think you are. You're still making poor choices. You're still making bad decisions. And like the money, because obviously I wasn't working, so it was like income support back then. Mm that you get your little money on a Friday or a Monday, whatever day it is, and you're like, right, 70 pound of that, I've got to do nappies. I've got to do baby formula. He needs clothes. And you're left with like another 20 to last you to the following week. Yeah. It's not glossy. Do you know what I mean? Um, then you're relying on your parents mm. to pick up that shortfall. Where really, if you've had this baby, I should be providing, but I'm too young yeah. to provide. So now you've got my mum and dad providing for me, clothing me and feeding me, which is their job. Yeah. But now they're doing it for my child because I don't have any income. Yeah. So you felt like they were doing your job for you? Yeah, there was. Yeah. There was. I'm not going to pretend. Yeah. Um, Jamil was always well taken care of. But yeah, they was mm. because what 18-year-old person, when you didn't finish school you don't have an education behind you yet, has money. Mm. Unless you're doing something that you shouldn't be doing, you don't have an extra income. Mm. So it does fall on to your to your parents and your family and stuff like that. Um, so in, in terms of stress, like did, did that hit you straight away? Or was there a period where you didn't really think? Honestly, no. Yeah. Um, it didn't because I am really maternal. So yeah. it didn't hit me the the sleepless nights, the crying baby, the colicky baby, your parents cussing you because they've, you know, left at seven in the morning and they've got home at seven in the morning and you haven't done the dishes yet mm. because you've been at home with the child. Yeah. I think... My baby didn't stress me. It was everything else that was yeah. going on around me. The expectations that, all right, you've had a baby, but you've still got 
housework to do or mm. you've still got stuff to do you've still got to look for a school course and yeah. all the all the rest of it it was that outside so you say it's more more pressure yeah 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 it was the pressures from everybody else what was making it difficult for me yeah but it wasn't like looking back it wasn't precious it was that's expected you should be yeah, if you're yeah. at home why haven't you not done the dishes that like, yeah. the baby does sleep do you know yeah. what i mean like um and i think for the first year it was fine because there was two of us mm. but that it, it did became stressful when he kind of like dropped out of the picture mm. and it really is now you and your family yeah um that's when it i think yeah when my son was about one that's when it hit me it's time to, to fix up now yeah a hundred and ten percent it's time to fix up and go back to college and get your get your shit together yeah but when you was like um speaking to your friends or like just going in like college and etc like would you say that you was experiencing any sort of like criticism or like guilt or worry about other people's opinions and stuff like that mm, not from not for my friends unfortunately we all kind of had babies within that same kind of period some before yeah. some after but within that same kind of time frame so we were all kind of in the same boat but you do feel the pressure and you do feel a stigma from society mm. yeah let's talk about that yeah, so. yeah from society one because you are a young parent yeah two and i hate to like racialize everything but it, it's a fact to your a young black parent mm you feel the stigma you feel the judgment the silent judgment when they're looking at you mm. um you go into toddler groups and play groups and they're looking at you seeing that you're super young and then there's an expectation there that your your kids in social services care or something along yeah, those lines yeah, yeah. do you know what i mean or you're some kind of drug addict who's doing a weekend visit with their child that you always felt a stigma attached um going to the park and it's like all right you look young but it's not unheard of for people to have children young and it's like oh it's so kind of you taking out your brother so you know your parents can mm. Um, relax and it's like oh no that's my child and they're looking at you like oh and that's it oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's it like well how, how did that make you feel back then was a while ago, it? yeah like, back yeah. then it was just part and parcel of life so you just kind of you just don't worry about it sometimes yeah. you internalize it you you do but it's now looking back it's like that's so rude mm. it's it's rude yeah um oh so you're I, only noticing that now that at the time you wasn't really no focusing on it, you, like, you're not focusing on it like that yeah. 
I mean, there were times that you did, that you go home and you'd be like, oh, that little old lady down the road, like, she judged me. Mm. She judged me. She, but she doesn't know that I'm gone back to college and my son's in nursery mm. and both my parents are working and I live in a nice area and both my parents have good homes. Yeah. You're judging what you see. A young black woman with a, with a child who must have he must be on drugs and the dad's not in the picture that mm. wasn't in the picture but you don't know that yeah, yeah, yeah you don't you don't know that you're making an assumption yeah so how do you deal with that because like obviously now you had a child and then all of a sudden like you're open up to a lot more criticism yeah judgment. yeah, yeah like, you, how, how do you actually deal with scrutiny's that everywhere judgment because like, um, you at times you might not even hear anything no one will say anything but now it's just the eyes on you yeah it's do you know what it is? It's, it's the eyes. That's yeah. exactly what it is. It's the double take that people would do. Mm. It's the, how old your son? Oh, he's three. Oh, my son's three too. Well, what are you doing? I'm oh, back in college. And you can see them making like mm. the the calculations in their mind. That, oh, are you really young when you had him? Oh, that's commendable. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, like <laughs> <Commendable>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's yeah. it's those kind of comments that when you're young, you don't know how to deal with. Mm. So you either it goes over your head a lot of the time. Yeah, you, yeah. You, you you don't know what you're, you're dealing with, or you you are that stereotype that they want you to be because you get you get black angry woman. Yeah, yeah. And then you're angry with yourself because you've now portrayed yourself in the light that they think that you are. Yeah. So um, you have like a lot of arguments because of... Not arguments, but more like... Just telling people what kind of... Telling people about their self, mm. but actually in the wrong way because mm. you can put someone in their place without being rude yeah it's just yeah. facts it's, a, it's factual and it, it is what it is but that comes with age mm. when you're that many years young you don't have that yet so you're you're doing it in a way that just comes across rude that comes across aggressive and yeah there was sometimes i was that person yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, so from that moment would you say all of a sudden now you feel like you've got to prove yourself to people yeah, you definitely constantly always feel like you had to prove that you ain't going to be the stereotypical young mum who yeah. goes on having multiple children with the same man or multiple children with with different, with different men. Mm. That was something that I was very conscious of, that I wasn't going to fall into that trap. Mm. I wasn't going to be that person who had multiple children and then there's no way out. Yeah. That's that's your life. Do you know what I mean? Like I wanted more for my child. Like the reason I went back to school and all the rest of it is because I wanted more for my child. I think I always said that my child was he was my saving grace. Yeah. He was my saviour because I was going down the wrong route smoking, drinking, yeah. all the rest of it. 
and falling pregnant was, I feel like it was God's plan, God's way of redeeming myself going, no, you've got, I know that you're capable of more, yeah. but you're not, you're not following the picture. Mm. So for me, he was my savior. Mm. And that's why I knew I owed it to him mm. to be better. Mm. So that's strong. That's strong. Yeah. It's what what I did. Yeah. It's what my parents helped me with, going part time, so I can educate myself, so I can still be a child and go on girly holidays and rave still yeah, and yeah. all the rest of it. So I owed it to them also to be better. Yeah. So in terms of career, though, like, was you ever like worrying that now you've got a child, you're not going to be able to do the things that you set out to do, or was yeah. there any sort of like? I don't want to say hindrance, but like, was it a thing where you were finding it difficult to progress to where you wanted to go to because of... Yeah, because when you don't have a child and you decide to go on to any kind of further education, mm. you can do it and not have to worry about who's going to pick your child up, who's going to give your child dinner while you're at school and you... Do you know what I mean? How you're going to get there? Is there enough money for the week to get you there, the travel, so you can still eat, pay the nursery fees, clothe your kids? <laughs> like, it, it's a lot that goes that goes um, into it. It's mm -hmm. a lot of thought process. So, luckily, you do get, like, a nursery grant. I don't know if that still exists, but when he was little, there was a nursery grant. I was able to go to school and it was 99.0 pay for. Mm. Um, and he was there while I was there and you were still able to use the nursery when you weren't there so you can study. Um, so sometimes somebody else had to pick him up because my course would go on longer than the nursery was open for mm. so there's all those little things that you have to to juggle and luckily i had friends and their parents who i've grown up with and my mum couldn't do it that would step up because they lived more or less next door to the mm. college and stuff so i had a great support network and i'm not naive i know not everybody has that i'm yeah. lucky I had that which enabled me to study and then go on to university and stuff like that. I'm, I'm I was blessed. Yeah, it's not like saying that it takes a village to raise a child. It really was, yeah. otherwise, well, you know, some people don't have that. It's not impossible, it just takes longer. Mm. It's what should take three years might take five years or maybe six years because there might be times that you can't you can't do it. You don't have enough money. You don't have the support to be able to someone to take your kid to nursery for you because you got to leave at a particular time. But nurseries don't open till whatever. So you still need to pay a childminder. Mm. so if you don't have all these things in place and then contingency plans and then contingency plans for those contingency plans then yes it is a 
it makes it very, 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 very difficult yeah. to almost impossible. Do you feel like there was a time where you felt like you had to forgive yourself or you was being too hard on yourself? It could have been earlier on. Um, it might not be a few because you seem to be well supported in it, but was there a time where... I not forgive myself. Actually, yeah, forgive myself for not being in a better position when I had him. Mm. For still trying to grow and mature while he's still growing and maturing. Mm. I think looking back, it wasn't the most fun time for him because as I studied and worked and went to uni it was a lot of going to a childminders in the morning then my mum picking him up from the childminders feeding him i'm coming back from placement to get him for my mum to start this whole routine again day in day out mm. he wasn't i was his parent and obviously he uh, he lived at home with me but actually other people was parenting him because i'm trying to better my life and yeah, yeah, make yeah. it better for him so yeah there are times when i talk about it to my friends now i had this conversation the other day that it's i, I look back and feel a bit sorry that he didn't get that what he needed from me mm. but actually it was i'm sorry but not sorry because it was yeah. short-term pain for long-term long gain yeah, and yeah. long-term being successful and giving him what he needs in the future going forward. So it was a sacrifice that I had to make. In my mind, it wasn't up for debate. Mm. I had to make that sacrifice. And I'm glad that I did because he wouldn't be where he is now. I wouldn't be where I am mm. now. And he's not harmed by it. Yeah that's what makes me not beat myself up about it he he wasn't harmed he was never left where he shouldn't have been left he was always in the care of professionals or family mm. and it was it's what i had to do yeah what would you say was the biggest challenge that you faced dealing with his dad mm. <laughs> that was the biggest challenge i had to face um trying to get him to step up to the plate and be responsible and be a caregiver and be financially and emotionally responsible. Mm. I get it. We were young. He wasn't... Whatever little money he was making, and it wasn't always legit, but it doesn't matter. Whatever little money he was making, he was in the mindset that it was his. Mm. And it wasn't for his son that mm. was the biggest challenge plenty arguments plenty times he's coming for our child and didn't turn up and i just got to the point where i didn't tell my son that his dad's meant to be coming because mm. i didn't want him to be disappointed yeah but luckily jamil was never disappointed because my dad was his dad mm. He had male role models. He had my dad. He had my brother. He had my cousins. He was never not lacking that 
real that male leadership that he should be seeing and male positive male leadership mm. men going out to work obviously my brother was younger so he was doing his studies men still cooking and cleaning and looking after the home he had all of that where i fought tooth and nail for his dad to be that but i'm glad his dad wasn't that for him mm. because his dad didn't have those kind of trainings that i needed my son to be mm. around yeah um which is i know some of you guys are thinking no that's not your call blah 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 but it is it is when you realize that someone is not the person that you think that they are and that or they're toxic then it is my call to remove that person from my child's life because he's my child but he's our child but you're not taking any responsibility for him so he's mine and if you're toxic and you're letting him down and you're not being that positive role model and you only want to come for him to show him off when there's a party then i need to remove that from my child's life mm. and I guess you're protecting him, I have to protect my child and the door was never closed it was when you're ready to be a decent somebody you're welcome to come back mm. um, at any point would you say your mental health was affected yeah sometimes because yeah. it's lonely mm. it's a lonely place when you're having a child and everyone that's doing their thing they're either at college or they're working or they're out having fun and for that particular weekend you can't go out because your parents have their own lives too yeah it's lonely it's a lonely place and you're ringing people and you're just hearing ha oh, ha laughing it's like oh man you should be here and you're just like all right great <laughs> <laughs> i can't come yeah. like it can be really, you can really retreat into yourself mm. when you're at home and your kid's gone to bed and you put them to bed or they're lying on your chest and it's a beautiful feeling having your baby sleep on you, but you're still like, oh, I wish I was mm. doing X, Y, and Z. And it can become, you can become a little bit depressed. Yeah. Yeah. Did I sink into a depression? No. Did I have some depressed days and moments and times? Yes, a hundred percent. Did I have times where I'm sh beyond stressed and then I go back home to my mom and dad to help relieve the, the stress and help, just help me help take care of him? Yes, yes. Um, so in terms of like all these challenges, how would you say you managed to overcome them? Um, I'm, I'm a really strong-willed person anyway. I'm mm. really independent. I'm bloody-minded. I am... I'm focused and I'm driven. Mm. So that coupled with the support of my family and my friends, like mm. the friends that I've 
had from when I was 11 years old, I've still got now for this very present day. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, <laughs> like, that is what helps pull you through mm. because there are times when you are sad and I have been crying for whatever drama his dad's bringing to my doorstep or for whatever lack of money that I might have had or it's taken me too long to get to where I need to get to. I always had people to call. So I'm really blessed with that. Mm. Um, and my friends are really good because they will call you out on your bullshit. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. And when I'm right, they're just like, yeah, this is what we need to do. How are we going to do this? Come and spend the weekend at mine. Our kids can play and we can have company together. And so... So you took a lot of accountability. So you wasn't really making excuses. You just focus on what you can do, take responsibility. Yeah, I mean, obviously everyone makes excuses sometimes. Yeah, 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 but, but fundamentally, no, it is... The choice that I made to have him, and you have to remember, I had choices. My parents said, whatever you want to do, we will support you. Mm. So I made the choice to have him. So I had to then roll with that and live up to that. Because I remember, even though I lived at home and they always watched them on the weekend if I wanted to go out it was it wasn't a hardship for them it mm. really really wasn't they loved it like as I said my mum and dad had split up and I'd be like oh dad do you want to watch him this weekend my dad would always be like yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and my mum would then be like oh but your dad had him last weekend the weekend before what about me so I was lucky in that in that respect that I that I had all of that but I think there was a time that I was just going out a little too much for their liking. And I remember my dad saying to me, you need to slow down. If you don't want to parent, then we will raise the child. Mm. And it wasn't that I wasn't parenting. I was just going out every weekend because I'm still, I'm still growing. Mm. I'm still a baby. Yeah. You want to go out with your mates. And... So with all those good influences behind me, that's what made sure that I kept on the path of trying to better myself and trying mm. to be a better person and a better young adult growing into a mature adult. Um, that was a wake-up call. That mm. was a wake-up call because I know my dad's serious. Yeah. Like, it's not a court thing. We're not going to court to fight for him. He's ours, like... You don't want a parent this is what we will do so um yeah you know it wasn't always roses and peaches that i was still growing i was still making mistakes Mm. but i had guidance behind me and the right people behind me to make sure that that's what they were mistakes that you don't make again yeah so what would you say is your sort of advice to the younger sort of generation um was uh quite active in it so um it's it, i don't want to sound all corny and cocky but don't be in a rush to grow up mm. don't be in a rush to to lay down with another human do you know what i mean like you've got your whole life to have sex and to be in a relationship 
in a committed, loving relationship. Because the reality is, there's very few people that have been with someone from when they were 15, 16, 70, until they're 80, 90, 100. It, mm. It's very, very few people that happens to. And we are all too much in a rush to grow up, to, to be adults. And there's no need. You have to ask yourself, if you have sex, you have to bear in mind that you could become pregnant. Yes, you do have options, but some people don't have those options. So if you're partaking in those adult activities, you have to ask yourself, are you financially able to provide for that human being that's gonna come into the world? Do you have accommodation? Do you have support? Do you have a network? Are you educated? Are you in the process of educating yourself? Are you in a gang? Like, if you, if you don't have answers to those questions, then you shouldn't be having sex. Mm. You shouldn't be. You shouldn't even be in a relationship. What you need to be doing is being a child and grow and grow when you're meant to grow and not force it. Mm. Um, that's the only advice I can give the young generation now because the reality is they're not going to listen to it anyway. Yeah. But if you're going to take away something, ask yourself this question. That person that you're laying down with, are they going to be there for you? If you're unable to provide for yourself and their child, are they going to provide for you? Do they love you? Have you even had a talk about marriage or or being engaged? Or Have you even met their family? Mm. Like, if you haven't met their family, the, the, the likelihood is you're just one of many. Yeah. Or you're just one of many for her. <laughs> like, yeah, it's not yeah. just a man thing. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Psychologically, what do you think the impact is? Because it can go, it can go left as well. Yeah. The, the, the impact is... You miss out. Mm. You miss out on a not. One of my biggest things that I believe that I missed out on was the uni experience. I went, but I was there, lecture, running home to make sure that I can get back before the child minor starts charging me a pound <laughs> a minute, you're late. That yeah. like, I didn't get to stay on campus, have fun, do all these, um, what do they call it? That first week. Freshers week. Freshers week. Didn't exist for me. Mm. Like, I missed out and I would have loved to have went away and done all of that and grow in a timely fashion that I should have. But I, I, I didn't. Mm. I didn't. And as I said, for me... missing out on a lot of my son's formative years because I am in college, then finished college, then working, then going to university, 
you miss out on a lot. You you, you parent on the weekend. Mm. Um, you're rushing to get him in and it's 7.30 because you finished placement. There's no time to ask him how his day went. He's already eaten at the mum's or the childminders. It's bed. Like, so you, you're, you're, you're there in person, but it's like, a, you're only getting glimpses of, their, of them and you're hearing about how their progression, um, progressing from everybody else. Mm. That there for me is something, as I said earlier, I have to live with. That's a quite psychological for me. Mm. It's something that I have to square in my mind and said, but it was for a bigger purpose. It was so you are not going to be a stereotype. You're going to break all the cycles but it's still it still wants you yeah what advice do you have to young single mothers it's a tricky one so the first we've done just young people in general but now yeah. they're already those that have literally just got into a situation that you was in or even younger so it's a tricky one Don't let your child be an excuse why you can't achieve. Mm. Come on, let's, let's hear some more on that. Because, yes, I don't want people to think, oh, but you had it easy, you had a mum and a dad and mm. all the rest of it. I did. So I can't speak for if I didn't have it because I don't know. I did have it. Um, but I did have friends who didn't have a mum and a dad, they just had a mum. Or some of them, they were in care. So mm. they didn't even have that either. You can't let having a, a baby be an excuse for why you don't want more for yourself. Mm. You have to say, okay, this is the cause that I'm dealt with. How can I move forward? How can I make sure that I'm earning enough to ma to maintain this child to maintain myself to have my child be proud of me because mm. it's too easy it is too easy to fall into that trap and live off i think it's at universal credit now yeah, yeah, yeah. it's too easy to fall into that trap but the reality is what's what's 80 pound a week i don't even know if it's still that anymore but mm. what is that it's nothing it's it, it's nothing Go to school if you don't have an education. There is help out there. Use the help. Don't be embarrassed. It is embarrassing. It was embarrassing. Your, your income support and you've got the the milk stamp and you mm. take it and you get the milk and make sure your kid has. It's embarrassing as hell. Mm. But it's a means to an end. Don't make that be your life. Mm. Don't make your kid get to an age and he feels like, or she feels like they need to be on road to help support you because you've gone and had multiple children. Mm. Like, don't let that cycle keep repeating itself. Stop the cycle. Stop making excuses. Use all the help, all the government initiatives that there is out there and educate yourself. Because unfortunately, if you're not educating yourself, 
you are going to end up in that cycle your child's going to end up in that cycle and it's going to keep repeating for generations and then you just have generations of children's and family in the government system mm. just constantly relying on some kind of benefit and well, as you got me in a trance man <laughs> says some powerful it's, stuff no, but, you know, I mean, like, yeah. for black people mm. we need to break out of that cycle mm. we want to aim to to be to be more we want to see our children become things that we never even had an idea that we could even become mm. and that should be your only motivation mm. not about the latest car the latest phone there's too many gala i know who's hot on the latest car and then they upgrade every six months or whatever it is but yet there's no food in their cupboards mm. they're not educated they're relying on their roadman baby father to, to bring in the big bucks. Mm. Like, if he leaves you or you decide to leave him because you decide enough is enough, what are you going to do about it? Mm. That, for me, is really important. Mm. And that, for me, if I was speaking to young boys or girls of any colour, any kind of race or nationality, that's the same message that I would say to them. Mm. What are you going to do about it? They're here now. What is your next step? Mm. Okay, your mum and your dad don't want to know. It's sad, but that's the reality of life. That's your life that you have to deal with. What help do you need to go to where you're going? If you don't want to take the help that's out there, then you shouldn't have had the child in the beginning. Mm. And it's cold and it's cruel, but it's true. Yeah. So I guess for you, you're more like solution focused, like what happened, happened. What can I do now? Like yeah. what choices can I make to better my situation? Of course. What's happened has happened. You can't put, put that like spilt milk back into the bowl. Do you know mm. what I mean? It's, it's, done now let's find the solutions to make sure that you're in the best possible position for that child mm. because it's it's a it's a long-term process it's not all right okay so i've got a job it takes years to be like all right, i've got a job i'm now actually making headway in that job mm. i'm actually getting promotions or my pay keeps going on up what can i do next mm. What can I do next to increase that earning potential, to actually spend more time at home with my with my child, to actually make me like me? Because mm. a lot of the reasons why sometimes we make these excuses is because we are not happy with ourselves. Mm. So it's easy to blame. And it's not it's not even a blame the child thing, but it's easy to just be like, oh, I've got to be there for my son. I've got to be home for him. No, it's because we are not confident enough mm. to put ourselves out there to do what we need to do. And we need to just change that narrative that people have put on us. Change the narrative that you've put on yourself, more importantly, and think, 
what am I going to do? And as I said before, it's really important that we use all the help that we have. Don't worry about your friends laughing at you because you're 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 on income support or you are using the government initiatives to put your child in, in nursery while you look for a job. And yes, it might be a low paying job, but everyone has to start somewhere. I started somewhere, you started somewhere, we all have to start somewhere. But if you don't start, you will never be anywhere. Mm. Well, that's a powerful line you just said right now. If you don't start, you'll never be anywhere. How are you going to get there? Yeah. So the action is most important. You've got to act. You've got to, you've got to act. Yeah. Of course you're going to have some low days and spend some time in wallowing where is me. Yeah. <laughs> I've had many of them. Well, the thing is, like, your, your situation doesn't define you, innit? Like, it you can make the, the most out of that situation. So it, it's always about having that positive outlook. Like, yes, it happened. Yes, different tragedies happen in life, innit? But yeah. you can still turn it for your good, innit? Like, if anything, 100%. that gives you extra motivation. 100%. Like, there's so many positives that you can take from it. And, like I said, it gives you extra motivation. So now, You've got a reason to continue. Whereas if you don't have that motivation there, you're going to be inconsistent. Inconsistent and you're, you're chasing your tail. You're mm. always doing the same thing. Like the definition of madness, isn't it? Yeah. Is you're doing the same thing all the time, expecting a different outcome. Yeah. You're never going to get a different outcome. And like you said, for you, you feel like you needed that because you was going in a different sort of path, in it. And yeah. So that kind of redirected you, so. It really, it really did. Like... I mean what I say, to me, he was meant to be here. It might yeah. not be for anybody else. I can't speak for anybody yeah. else. But for me, he was. Yeah. Because I reached a point in my life where I was doing all the wrong things. Yeah. All of the wrong things. Making poor choices. Like, well, ridiculously yeah. poor choices. But... You are where you are now. So like, how would you say your experiences have shaped you to who you are now? So like, whether that's your mindset, like, how has it shaped? It's allowed me to be I suppose it's hardened me a bit. Yeah, so thick skin? Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely develop a thick skin. Yeah. Um, what do you say, resilience? Definitely resi resilience and definitely driven and motivated. Yeah, I can sense the perseverance as well. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's yeah. Con continuous perseverance. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it, I think the thick skin has enabled all of those other things to mm. come to come through mm. because I'm not. I'm not worried so much what other people think of me. Yeah. I obviously I care, yeah. but I don't lose sleep over it anymore. Like when you were younger, you do. Yeah. You do want to act a certain way or try and be a little bit less who you are to conform and to fit in with yeah. what society or your peers around you expect. But as you get older and you realise I am who I am and I'm actually, more importantly than that, I'm happy with who I am. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. But that's the thing, like, your experiences have shaped you to who you are now. Like, all that time you was receiving the judgment, the criticism, the eyes, like, you're developing uh, sort of, like, another layer. And now you don't really care. Like, if you get criticism, you, you're not going to care because you're I mean, proud of who you are. I'm like, definitely proud of who you. I am. And also, I mean, yeah, there's still times where it does bother me. I'm yeah. not going to say... You're, you're not around, you know Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because even yeah. now... It's like, uh, for, for example, at work, and you get new members of staff mm. that turn up and people are talking and they're like, oh, oh, do you have any kids? And you're like, yeah. And they're like, oh, how, how old are your kids? And you're like, seven, 10, 22. And you get, oh, wow. That's a huge age gap. Mm. Well, clearly it is. Like, you can count. Yeah. Oh, so, how, how old are you? <laughs> and you did, and again, you, yeah, you yeah, still yeah. get that. You get, it's not all the time, because some people hide it better, yeah. but it's those that feel the need to voice it. Yeah. And I'm looking at them like, it doesn't matter how old I am. Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. Like, if you've got something to say, just say it. Because it always ends with, how old are you? And you tell them their age and they work out your kids' age and they work out how old you are when you had your kids. And then they're just silent. Yeah. But sometimes I challenge them on that and they would be like, is there anything else that you want to know? Mm. Because you have no business asking me how old I am anyway yeah. to be nosy to figure out how old I was. I'm not embarrassed. Yeah. Them days when I was embarrassed are long, 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 long gone. Mm. So far gone. I'm not embarrassed, but I'm gonna embarrass you for asking that question anyway. Yeah, you don't have to give your energy to those people, man. It is or it is, man. Like, but what I wanna do, um, yeah, discuss some of his like, accolades right now because had it been all doom and gloom, this no. guy's been booming. My, no, my it has been all doom and gloom. My number one, that's what I call him before. He's my number one. Um, has graduated from uni this summer. He um, done biomedical science. Come on. Yeah, well done, baby. And he's now going to start his master's in January, straight February. Mm. So he's doing really, really well. And I am super blessed, like a different kind of blessed, because he's never brought problems to my door. Mm. He's never brought police to my door he's never brought multiple girlfriends to my door or mums beating down my door going your son did this yeah, yeah, yeah. like a little bit of a nerd but yeah, i would yeah. rather that than the problems that some people have with their children yeah, yeah. um and i do attribute that to my family and myself being firm but fair. Mm. Definitely firm but fair and letting him know that the only way to be successful unless you are very business minded, entrepreneurial minded and you have that skill set from, it's just there from you from the get go. Mm is education yeah it, it is what it is um and i've always been 
I've been lucky that he he's quite smart. Yeah. So I'm 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 lucky in that respect. And um Well it's interesting because like it started off with a a moment where there's a lot of struggle, uncertainty, mm. um people could have had all of that criticism, they might have had certain expectations for yes. how your son's gonna turn out to and be. And how I'm gonna turn out. But yeah. look at it now, innit? Man's graduated. Man's um, graduated. He's a proper nice guy. You said that like, he likes cooking as well. Like he just yeah. seems like a, a lovely person. He's a good guy, he has a job, I'm working, stepdad's working, mm. he's got siblings now. Um and on his days off, he's the one that's dropping them to school and picking them up mm. and actually cooking a meal as part of his rent he doesn't yeah, pay yeah. physical rent but his rent is once a week he has to make a meal for the family because we're out here busting our asses yeah, you know yeah, what I mean yeah, yeah. so um, I know there's not very many 22 year olds that that would do that Yeah. their answer would be to their parents no they're your kids what am I cooking for people for yeah but it's mad like some people might have seen him as being a burden but it's gone from being a burden to a helper like he he was never even a burden. He was never a burden. He was a motivation. No, Jamil he, was he never was a ever a was... burden to me. Yeah. I probably thought that I was a burden to him. Yeah. He's never been a burden yeah. to me. He's always been my soul. My he's been my number one champion. Yeah, yeah. The reason I call him my number one one because he's my only son. I've got two daughters now, and two he's been there through everything that I've been there from yeah. for um going through. So he is my number one. People probably think, why isn't your partner not your number one? Because for me, my children will never go anywhere. Yeah. God forbid me and my partner split up. I mean, we've been together for, for decades now. But God forbid we split up, my children will still be there. Yeah, yeah. So that's why he's my number one. He's... He's my ride or die. He's been there from everything. He's witnessed all my successes, all my failures, all my growing up, mm. all my not growing up, so to speak, and mistakes and everything and so on and so forth. And he's always thrived. And he's always motivated me to be better. Yeah. So, and you, you haven't turned out too bad either. You I haven't turned out well. too shabby. You know, I'm still not where I want to be. Yeah. I'm not going to pretend. But you're not far off it either. I'm not far off it. I think having two more little humans yeah. has slowed down. And the reason I say slow and not stopped, because it, as I said to you before, it's it does prolong yeah. things. It has slowed down my progression but, but, they, but yeah. they're getting older <laughs> yeah. i have the support of their dad yeah. and my mum unfortunately my dad's passed so he's mm. not here but i will get to where i need to get yes, to yes you will so it's, i'm not so i'm not i'm not fussed yeah I, like i said you're you're not far so yeah you try, you try to just no you're not far innit? Yeah. i'm not i'm not so. far but it's still I want people to know that I'm still a work in progress. Yeah, I ain't, yeah. my life ain't perfect. Let's go Hollywood though. Like, she, she's made it in life. I can't lie. No, like, no, no, no. I went out last uh, night and you don't want to see what's behind the glasses. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. That, yeah um, so, so, that's it. Like, my life is not perfect. Life is not perfect. You just 
got to roll with the punches and you've got to make sure whatever mistakes that you make, you don't make them again. That is the most important thing I want people to get from this is we all make mistakes, but don't make them again. Otherwise they're not mistakes yeah. anymore. I'm so mad. I was about to ask you for your final message and this is what you just dropped. <laughs> Say that, didn't it? Sorry, is it? Do you want to be contacted by anyone to be a LinkedIn, anything like... Someone might want to speak to you for advice or something like, how can they? Oh, you right, told me that before, I right, you know what? Just message what? Daniel and he will pass it on. Yeah, I'll do that. Well, it's been a pleasure, man. I hope you guys have really just taken um, what she said in. If there are any single parents that listening, like, really do just like reflect on what she said. Like, it's not over. It's just the start of a new beginning. So, really and truly, just keep pushing. There's nothing that can hold you back. It's all about taking accountability and just striving to become the person desire to be but also making the best sort of situation for your child as well so Rick here round of applause thank you Daniel